So uh, I, we talked about this yeah. at, at lunch. It, yeah. it sounds this sounds this is this. Well, next do you part, mind sharing I, I your apolo- lunch conversation with all this of us? This is going to be this is going to be. Uh, a, a really cheesy part of the podcast, but uh, there's that Garth, and I didn't think about it at the time. This yeah. is just a current revelation. No, no, there's a, a Garth Brooks song that says, you know, thank you, thank you, God, for unanswered prayers. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, we've all experienced that in our life. Like, right. oh man, I'm so glad I'm not with that girl because that didn't work out. Yeah. That wouldn't, right? Like, Dodge hold, hold on one second. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is sponsored by. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the whole time I was in my twenties, and I just wanted to be a rock and roll star, and I just thought that that's really. I'll, let me go back. I really just wanted to be a songwriter. Honestly, I always wanted to write songs. That's what I think I was put on this world to do. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be in my twenties right. and good live, and was comfortable live. Right. So I did. I wasn't. I didn't stare at my shoes. I, I mean, I in, in, you know, and Jody was really good with in, engaging with the audiences, and we were we were a fun band to see live. But really, songwriting is all that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's just that rush of being on stage and being 20s and smoking cigarettes and playing some dive bar and whatever you're doing at that time in your life was also really fun and attractive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wanted to do that. But I'm so thankful now because I have always had a job, but we've always put records out. I was so about we're not to say that's what I mean, we're not have a, one recently. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. We put one out in January. Yeah. So, um, the last 10 years we haven't been playing live as much, but we've put out four albums, one of them being a double album. Yeah. Well, it's, so we're really busy creatively, but if you look at the local listings of who's playing in your local town, like you're not going to see our name very often. Right. Right. But we're, we, we have our own studio. So we're, we play yep. a couple times a month. We take the summers off usually, but in the wintertime we're playing every, every week. Yeah. Well, it's amazing because when you start talking to, and we talk, we've talked to a lot of musicians, we've been very blessed to have a bunch here mm-hmm. on the podcast, and some you know, really good ones, yeah. and yeah, some really good ones, and it's so interesting. And and for a lot of them, you know, music is their thing, yeah, and it's almost like that's their only all or thing, nothing, and it's all or nothing, and they just jump in. And so to hear this story, it's very fascinating that yep. you've got this story of I, I love songwriting. I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to play, you know, like every 20 year old with any musical talent, you want to be a rock and roll star. Sure. Um, yet somehow you end up and, and you, you have this environmental management degree and Peace Corps background. And then somehow you end up being the CEO of uh, a major medical corporation. Like how in the world did that shift happen? Like, did you just wake up one day well, and say, I oh, oh, I'm, I'm just going to try this out? Well, baby, you've been on my mind. I think about you all the time. Oh, I want to see your face. I don't okay. oh, we have these are super sensitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Very happy. He's used to. Yeah. No, I'm used to condenser microphones. Oh, this guy. Um, yeah. So. He's actually recorded in Clumps. Oh, cool. Yeah, our last record was done. Can I talk about uh, Clumps Made Ragweed and the first time I saw you? Because you're playing keys with them. Yeah, when was that? New Year's Eve, Dallas. How long ago was that? Uh, I I, I wasn't on that. No, I only played with Ragweed towards the end of... uh, Well, we might have opened or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember that. I don't think I played with them in Dallas. Like Shreveport. Are you, are you excited about the whole Turnpike reunion? Yeah, man. I just saw that. I'm trying to get the fucking tickets to Red Rock. They're going so Oh, really? Friday. 
It's gonna be fucking crazy. They're gonna yeah. sell out. Like, oh yeah. What's it? What's oh? Uh, Turnpike Troopers. Troop, troop, they're the back troopers. together. Yeah. The big show is Red Rock. Whiskey Myers open that. And they kept that thing Red pretty hush hush because oh, I was crazy. I literally had beers with the. Uh, I thought, dude, I thought he was coming to Key West. We thought for sure we were going to make the announcement. They were going to be the headline. Right. Turnpike? Yeah. That would have been. So are they going to come to Key West? Fuck no. Why not? Their first big one is going to be Red, Red Rocks. Uh, Red Rocks win. What's the, I, got so I don't need to start with this, do I? No, no, no. no, no, no. I got the dates right here, Bubba. Did you get a new mic? That's my mic. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Right here. Uh, it is. Yeah. May 14th. You want to go? You oh, it's, it? it's not till May 14th? Yeah, dude. Oh. Red Rocks. But think about oh, the tickets going to sell December 3rd. Yeah, that's, dude. It's crazy. That's Look at this lineup, dude. Shoveling Ropes and Reckless Kelly. You know why Reckless is on there? I can assume. Because their guitar player, whenever he left Troubadours, whenever Troubadours 2022? Yeah. He got a gig playing guitar with Reckless. Oh, shit. So he's been with Reckless for the last... What three years since yeah. they've been on a hiatus? Damn. So I'm sure he'll play with Reckless and then, <laughs> and then also turn play around. With... Yeah, because I saw the photo shoot to see them all together. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Uh, we are back. It, it's been a hot minute. Uh, first of all, uh, we need to introduce our guest. Yeah, got a great uh, guest today. This is uh, Philip Zellner. Um, he is a CEO of many things. He's a musician. He's a friend. He's an Oklahoma guy. Hence the reason I'm wearing the hat. Yeah. And uh, we're just excited to have you. So uh, thank you for being here, Philip. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, today, All the way from uh, Tulsa. That's right. right. That's why I've got my FC Tulsa. FC Tulsa. Oh, okay. On. Now, is, is FC Tulsa, I know we'll get to that in a minute. Is FC Tulsa in a, uh, the same league as FC Austin? No, FC Austin's in uh, uh, MLS, which is the top top tier for American football. Yeah. But, uh, which is like way better than Tulsa, right? Uh, well, the city or the football club? <laughs> well, what, well, the football club. What well, I meant they don't was play each other, so I don't really know. They're, and and listen, you're leagues. talking to yeah. somebody who like, knows his. They're in different yeah. leagues. He, he See, I have his. no fucking idea. I just know we have a team now, hey. yeah. and we're pumped about it. No, uh, well, well yeah, you're even wearing the colors. I, uh, actually, it's exciting. Yeah, that's why I yeah. wore the color. I know because he's wearing lucky, go. lucky American football shirt. So that's really good. So Brandon is actually going to talk about our alcohol Tonight, today because I, i've never had this yeah before. i requested i like ipas you okay know, i like ipas yes you do and uh this is one of my favorites it's local here in austin well not in austin it's in blanco texas uh real l brewing company and it is uh the axis ipa so all right it's, it's well let's nice all crack IPA. one crack one open and we'll begin the show like we always do i should have shook yours up nice i should have shook yours up <laughs> man I, uh i know i gotta Phillip? switch them now Cheers. Thank you for uh, sleeping around with Dr. Brandon and Matthew. Let's have yeah. some fun. All right. I got to be real honest with you guys. When I pictured my first three-way, it didn't include, didn't include <laughs> two men. I don't really? Know. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I mean. Well. But, we could go into detail there, but that's well, good. Because, I mean, yeah, let's, let's not talk about our first three-ways today. Okay. Well, maybe That's maybe a whole other podcast episode. No, I said when I, when I envisioned, I, my my mind. Yeah. yeah. But this, but anyway, uh, this is yeah. a married man. He's not like me and you. That's true. That's true. You know? We don't do he's, that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, your beard looks really good. Thank you, man. I mean, it really fills out. It, it does. It just takes a couple weeks. So when you use just for men, like the, like, do you, do you. <laughs> I, do the brush, a, I do the brush. I do the brush. Is it the brush? Yeah. Yeah. It looks great, yeah. man. You know, I got, I, I don't know if I told you the story ever, but okay. um, when I got my Avant, the first time I got my Avant, 
I put it in mm-hmm. and I was so pumped about it because I was one of the first in the country to get to wear the Avant. And, and for you viewers out there, the Avant is the product that I rep for Summerlin. Yes, it's a, uh, my sleep appliance. Mm-hmm. And so um, put it in. I'm all pumped. Lewis is there. He brings it to me, mm-hmm. put it in. And I'm like, oh, I got to take a picture. So I take a selfie and Lewis has it. And I send it to my assistant and uh, I send it to her and I'm all pumped. I'm smiling with my, my mouthpiece in. And I'm like, hey, what do you think? And a text message. And uh, she responds, uh, your beard's getting really gray. <laughs> I was like about my appliance. No, I was talking yeah. about the appliance. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, enough about your handsome yeah. beard. Yeah. By the way, so Tulsa, Oklahoma. You from Tulsa, born yes. and raised? Yes. And uh, but you you haven't spent your whole life there. You've been around. Right. So yeah, I lived uh, uh, obviously at college at Northeastern State in Tahlequah after okay. I graduated from Jinx High School in 1993. Jinx. Jinx, and then they're the big football powerhouse. Uh, yeah. Right. Is I mean that that's the. One that they throw. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the, the other, the American football. We're, we're going to talk about yeah. his passion. Yeah. What's their mascot? Jenks, Oklahoma. Uh, it's a Trojan. The Trojan. Yeah. yeah. That okay. course never came up in jokes in yeah. high school. Never. Right. Never. Ever. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Never. Nobody never made fun okay. of it. Well, you guys were really good. I also. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, it was great. No, I'm, it was a lot of fun and great, great athletes. Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. But after that, Northeastern State University in Tahlequah and graduated there in '97 was Linda yep. Chi Alpha there okay. for any of the lander guys out there mm-hmm. and then um after that went into the peace corps in central america and lived uh in central america and then came back went to new york yeah. for a little while but mostly tulsa how long in uh, central america that's a pretty cool experience i mean not everybody does. Yeah. and what what drove you to do the peace corps that's a good question so it was one of those cheesy commercials that mm-hmm. we saw when we were kids right that showed the poor black kids in Africa mm-hmm. and it was showed like a white lady helping them. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like the, it's a, I remember seeing the toughest job you'll ever love. Right. And I, that was such a new, I mean, growing up in, you know, very, very lower middle class, you know, both working parents and with, you know, big family. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot. Right. Um, but I just always thought I, th- that attitude of servanthood was always something that fascinated me. Yeah. So my group, my degree is environmental management, and I served in the Peace Corps and worked, did environmental education. Yeah, I love that. Where'd you Where'd you get to to go? So I I always say Central America because when I say Belize, people think like, oh yeah, I went there, you know, <laughs> vacation, sky, sky sailing or yeah. something, you know. And uh, yeah, we took our catamaran there. You know, it's right. like, well, not that's not where I was. So right. I was inland in a city called Orange Walk, which is about forty or fifty kilometers south of the Mexican border on the Yucatan Peninsula. Okay. And so how I became familiar with Philip, um, believe it or not, um, like I've said many podcasts, I just happen to know a lot of musicians. And we share a mutual friend, um, Casey, and I was just shocked because back when I knew of Philip, he was a singer, songwriter, played a little bit with Cross Canadian Ragweed. And just recently we got reacquainted in kind of the sleep world that we'll definitely jump into a little later. But you also have a music background brother and if people were to google you or go to your social media you got quite a collection yeah we we've put out and i loved how humble you were about naming the band what's the name of your band phillips owner band that's a great yeah. name yeah I, yeah I, it's it's well, it's 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 such a rock and roll name it is i mean phillips you know when you hear phillip and zellner together <laughs> i mean zellner. nothing it almost yeah. sounds I mean, like one of those cheesy 80s groups yeah. phillip and zellner right, right. you hear about them right they're it's great a, yeah i sound like an acoustic duo for yeah. like a with long a hair saxophone yeah. player yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so 
No, it, in the Phillips owner band, I always wanted a band, and most of the guys right. were in my last band. It's just, it's just, it, there's a different dynamic whenever you go from a band that's just a name. Like mm-hmm. my first band was named as Marshall City, and it right. was like a very much a democracy, and it was five of us, and we all had, yeah. Uh, even though I was the leader, it was like one guy was was doing this, and this guy was doing this. The problem with that is, and when you're not making a lot of money and you're doing this democracy, you guys, you guys know this because you guys are business people yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're married to four different people. When it became the Phillips Zoner Band, even though some of those guys came with me, it was a completely different shift of stress and responsibility because it's my band. Yeah. So if you can't make it on drums, and maybe I'll call the next guy to come play yeah. drums. It's less it. stress. It's it's le- it's a less stressful. And honestly, I don't have an ego. The guys know that. Well, mm-hmm. I. I just put it this way. I've learned I've learned to deal with whatever ego I have. Maybe right. that's better. I've matured. And I'm very fortunate to play with incredibly talented musicians that support my creativity. So yeah. um so anyway, but having the, the PZB as we call it, it's just a different dynamic. So and we're so did this uh, this love for music has it been a lifelong love of music? Is this a family thing? Do you, was this growing up? You were you were already singing in high school, or did this come after Peace Corps? Or how did this uh, begin? So my my uh, beautiful mom is a classically trained pianist, and I remember begging her to play Mozart and and Chopin as her favorite composer. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid growing up, my dad, on the other hand, was twenty years older than my mom. Mm-hmm. So my dad was wow. born in 1921. So he was 52 when I was wow. born. Wow. So my dad was a Bob Wills fan and oh, yeah. grew up yeah. like he was a Marine. He was a Marine Corps fighter pilot during World oh, wow. War II wow. and also served in the Korean campaign as a yeah. Semper Fi Marine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love you, dad. Miss you. Died about, he died at 89 wow. uh, from skin cancer from being in the South Pacific. I smoked for 60 years and still was doing pushups on the side of the pool until like Marines. two years. I'm yeah. telling you. Marines. Yeah. My, my grandfather was Marine yeah. and, uh, you know, we talked about him before yep. and, yep. and, uh, it's a different uh, breed, man. Just a different breed. Well, yeah, he might have been about the same age as my dad. Probably, probably was. So so my granddad, he died. He was 63 when he died. And that was in like 2000. But he, he was a little younger probably than your dad. Okay. But because he, he was mm-hmm. born in the in probably the late 20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. But he was... Um, yeah, same same kind of same kind of grit, grit, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. So my dad loved that sort of music. So you take like my mom's affection for classical music and 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 Elvis Presley, and you kind of put that with my dad's love for Bob Wills and old mm-hmm. Western swing because that's what his music mm-hmm. he grew up on. Mm-hmm. Well, you combine that, and you've got this incredibly great Americana with a rock and roll kind of shake to it. So. Right. We we started doing that music in the late eight late eighty late nineties, uh, and um, I speaking of Cross Country Ragwood, I remember going to see yep. them play at Blue Rose Cafe on yep. in Tulsa on Brookside. On a, I think they played Tuesdays there, mm-hmm. and I'd heard about this band. I just got back from the Peace Corps and heard about this band. I was the whole time I was serving overseas. I kept talking, emailing my friend. I'm like, we got to get to them playing music, and he's my best friend to this day. We still he's still in my band. Mm-hmm. 23 years later jody parsons he mm-hmm. plays bass and sings with me and uh just he's just he's my musical thing partner mm-hmm. uh because he tells me when it sucks yeah <laughs> and then he doesn't say anything when it's good yeah it's, right. it's like the perfect marriage right yeah anyway so yeah so uh, I, I like to be complimented yeah <laughs> yes you do <laughs> well if you're waiting from if you're waiting for a comment from if jody like if it's good it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, 23 years yeah. i'll let you know when it comes yeah, yeah. so uh 
So the whole time I was sort of the Peace Corps, I wanted to do music, and I'm emailing mm-hmm. Jody about it. So as soon as we get back, we just get we just get back to work. Wait, right. wait a sec. You were emailing them? E- emailing. In, yeah. So in the Peace Corps, in the Peace Corps, emailing, emailing back from state Belize, side. yeah, in the from high rise. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, in the yeah, high rise yeah. condominium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. And I joke about this. No, thank you for that. I think uh, it's so interesting. I have a 16 year old daughter, soon to be 17, and it, you know when when we were growing up, it's like you know. I had a plan, you know, I'm going to graduate high school, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to do this. And now I just think, you know, besides military, service is so important. Um, in the counseling background that I have and many areas I've worked, many of my friends were in Peace Corps for years oh, yeah. and years and yeah. years. So yeah. I don't want to make light of it, yeah. man. I think that's awesome yeah, it was, uh, it was, that you did that. It was incredible. Uh, my wife and I both served together. Um, she's it was an educator. and uh, I was environmental. Mm-hmm. So Belize was great. My wife worked with a grant from the world bank to educate teachers uh, mm-hmm. the normal teacher there had about yeah. an eighth grade education so she right. was there with a, with an education degree also from northeastern was able to help uh, educate the educators so that was really it was really neat now you guys were at a, a fun time at uh, Tahlequah uh, Brandon it's at northeast Oklahoma it's a fun place uh, a lot of people know that there's some music from around there. A girl by the name of Carrie Underwood is kind of from that area. But well, Turnpike the, Troubadours. Yeah, I, mean, I was getting ready to say that. So yeah. Turnpike Troubadours. Yeah. But that whole area was so fun. Mm-hmm. And am I getting the name right? Is it Tunkies, Tusky? What was the the bar that's kind of famous there in uh, Tahlequah? I, I would have no idea Tunkies. where the bar would be. I, I can I can give draw you directions to the First Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing there. I wish I could think of the name of it. Plus, I was too young to do that anyway. Yeah, okay, okay. Child. Would you help me out? What was the name of it? Tunks? Tuskies? Um, honestly, I, I, I went there for my 21st birthday, and I think that's probably the only time I ever went there. Okay. I mean, I, I, I grew up I grew up one of seven, so when right. I, went, I moved into college in a laundry basket. So going out to me was getting beer and sitting on Jody's front porch, and we had a competition on how cheap of a six-pack we could buy at Dano's. Okay. Well, I know it wasn't Dano's. Anyway, no, so no, was Dano's a great, is a yeah, I know, I know. So there's a great, anyway, uh, club there because I also had friends at around the same age. Kyle went there. Greg yeah. went there. Joey went there. Joey ended up playing soccer there. Joey Hinkle yeah. and yeah. getting his number retired, All American. But we would go up there and I was like, what the heck, man? This is like another Stillwater, right? Yeah. Another just a fun little town. But there was so much music going on there. Right. Yeah. And this was from between 92 and 96. Yeah, I was, I, yeah, just, I was there in 93, 97. I couldn't okay. believe just the music scene up yeah. there. It was crazy. Um, did you play into that? I mean, I know we were joking we, yeah, around. Yeah, we did. Just, okay. yeah, yeah, Jody and I started playing uh, just as an acoustic duo in college. Okay. And uh, I bought a Fostex four-track recorder that used a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. So if you remember the cassette tapes, you could yes, get a we special <laughs> one. It right. was like a more expensive cassette tape right. that was a certain caliber or something. And the Fostex actually took a cassette tape. Right. Hold on one second. A- so, handsome Dan. <laughs> cassette tapes are... Oh, yeah, I'm they, sorry. Yeah, I you're going to have to describe it. Yeah. So I think I might have actually ruined my mom's cassette player. I think... No. Or maybe it was my brother put raisins yeah. in it or something I like that. I forgot we had it. We had yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Put, oh, in the player. Yeah. yeah, in the player. Oh, yeah. All right, I apologize. We have to yeah. explain. Well, well just send him a text on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so, so y'all we, did do some gigs. Yeah, we that. did. So we, okay. we we started doing just acoustic stuff, and you you said it was like a Stillwater. I could, I could Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, I could I could certainly see aspects of that. But when you know when you go when you go further east and you get into Arkansas, 
those are really rolling hills right there. I agree. Tahlequah. Yeah. And it, and it, when you go into hot springs or you go into Eureka Springs, it almost feels a little bit, it's a little bit more of that Ozark feel to it. Would you agree? Like just a little bit more tie dye and yeah. at least it was in the nineties. No, I was no, there. I agree. I agree. I can make a joke and act like I'm playing a banjo, right. you know, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. it's beautiful up there. I yeah. love that whole area. Right. But I agree with you. It has just a different feel. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And even from the, like I went to school at Texarkana for a while. Right. So that was on the border that Arkansas has a whole different feel than up there. So right. you're right. I think you were going with hippie-ish. You said some yeah. tie-dye. Yeah, just okay. kind of like, it just had a little, I mean, I remember when Jerry Garcia died in yeah, college, well, we hung a tie-dye shirt how out far? How far is that from like Fayetteville? It's not far. Hour I mean, and 15, it's, it's, yeah, it's really pretty half. close, right? And like, it's, it's like an hour and a half from Tulsa, an hour and a yeah. half to. Mm-hmm. Like southeast of Tulsa, a little bit. Uh, or, yes. Or straight east yes. yeah, of yeah. Tulsa, yeah. kind of yep. a little bit southeast. Yep. yep, southeast. And then you go east from there and you hit Fayetteville. Yeah, right. So I, I was at uh, Georgia's Majestic. Mm-hmm. In Fayetteville. You've been there? Uh, yeah, Majestic I, I played. Lounger. Last time I was yeah. there, I was playing Keys with Ragweed. Yeah, yeah. So I was there one time. I think I was seeing, uh, you mentioned the the hippie feeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I looked next to me. I think I was seeing J.J. Gray was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of hanging out, having a good time. Look next to me. The guy next to me is wearing this tie-dye shirt. And I looked down. He's got no shoes on. He's just barefoot at the bar mm-hmm. watching watching the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kind of so like you are on podcast. You know, just that's, you find know, yourself comfortable. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. Know. you. Yeah. You know, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Hey, and a cursing shirt, Mm -hmm. you know, who needs a tie dye? Um, So you have been playing music this whole time, right? You go and you have this calling, which I think is awesome. You come back and I know a little bit about you, right? Um, Did you go into a straight job? Did you decide, Hey, when I come back, we're going to do this music thing. Mm -hmm. How did that kind of come about Philip? Like, how did that? So, uh, I, I, we talked about this yeah. at, at lunch. It, yeah. it sounds, this sounds, this is, this well, do you mind part, sharing I, I your apolo- lunch conversation with all this of us? This is going to be, this is going to be a, no. a, a really cheesy part of the podcast, but uh, there's that Garth, and I didn't think about it at the time. This yeah. is just a current revelation. No, no, there's a, a Garth Brooks song that says, you know, thank you. Thank you. God for an unanswered prayers. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, we've all experienced that in our life. Like, right. Oh man, I'm so glad I'm not with that girl. Cause that didn't work out. Yeah. That wouldn't. Right. Like Dodge hold, the, hold on one second. this is sponsored by (laughs) but i mean the whole time i was in my 20s and i just wanted to be a rock and roll star and i just thought that that's really let me go back i really just wanted to be a songwriter honestly i always wanted to write songs that's what i think i was put on this world to do Mm -hmm. i just happened to be in my 20s and good live and was comfortable live Right. So I did. I wasn't. I didn't stare at my shoes. I mean, I in, in, you know. And Jody was really good with in, engaging with the audiences, and we were we were a fun band to see live. But really, songwriting is all that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It just that rush of being on stage and being twenties and smoking cigarettes and playing some dive bar and whatever you're doing at that time in your life was also really fun and attractive. Mm-hmm. So you know, I wanted to do that, but. I'm so thankful now because I have always had a job, but we've always put records out. So we're not to say that's what we're not one recently. Right. Yeah. We put one out in January. Yeah. So, um, the last 10 years we haven't been playing live as much, but we've put out four albums. One of them being a double album. Yeah. Well, so we're really busy creatively, but if you look at the local listings of who's playing in your local town, like you're not going to see our name very often. Right. Right. But we're, we, we have our own studio. So where we play 
a couple times a month. We take the summers off usually, but in the wintertime, we're playing every every week. Yeah. Well, it's amazing because when you start talking, and we talk, we've talked to a lot of musicians. We've been really blessed to have a bunch here on the podcast, and some you know, really good ones. Yeah. And yeah, some really good ones, and it's so interesting. And and for a lot of them, you know, music is their thing. Yeah, and it's almost like that's their only all or thing, nothing, and it's all yeah. or nothing, and they just jump in. And so to hear this story, it's very fascinating that yep. you've got this story of I, I love songwriting. I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to play, you know, like every 20 year old with any musical talent, you want to be a rock and roll star. Sure. Um, yet somehow you end up and, and you, you have this environmental management degree and Peace Corps background. And then somehow you end up being the CEO of uh, a major medical corporation. Like how in the world did that shift happen? Like, did you just wake up one day well, and say, I oh, I'm, I'm just going to try this out? I, I don't know if there was a shift. I feel like it was always very, very natural to me. Really? When I was a kid, uh, I mentioned my mother, and I remember her telling me about getting trained in classical piano. And I remember sitting at the at the stool of the, on the bench of the piano. My feet could dangle off, and i just start playing the piano. It wasn't anything pretty. It wasn't like yeah. I was playing Chopin. But I'm like, mom, this isn't hard at all. You just take your hands and mm -hmm. like, this is actually quite easy, right? Like it was just, that's the way I approached it. And it always, th th this also sounds corny. I've always felt like a renaissance sort of person because I, I love sports. I love watching, mm -hmm. you know, I love watching European football. And, mm -hmm. um, Wait, I, I thought you said you love sports. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I too soon. Right. Yeah. We're friends. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Right. Just go ahead. Athletes. I've, I've hung yeah, out with yeah, you. Right. At one of these said bars, right. which I'll tell the story. Right, it's right, pretty good. Right. But go ahead. So I, I that's I love and I respect that. I love that. I've love music. I speak I speak speak Spanish. Yeah. Fluently. Um and yep. uh I'm probably also dyslexic. And I'm you don't want me to ever work on a spreadsheet for you yeah. or any of that. But I love leading people. I've I love being generous. I've, God's blessed me incredibly and it's just I talked about this, I think, let's today too. You can't outgive God, right? Given it shall be given. Right. So I love, I love the fact that the more I get blessed, the more my wife and I are able to give away. So it's really special. Well, it's interesting too. And, and, you know, sometimes we talk about different books that we read and leadership styles mm -hmm. and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. One of the most uh, impactful, I'm not one of the most impactful, but a very impactful workshop that I did was with Bob Berg, who wrote the book, The Go-Giver, I believe. And, and the, yeah. And, and the, the I love that title. Do what? I love that title. I'm yeah. Sorry. Have you read the book? No. I so the, the whole, and, and I think even like when you go back to like um, some of these like entrepreneur startup books, like Simon Sinek and stuff like that, mm -hmm. they talk about like making meaning more than making money. And that truly, if you are in service to people, mm -hmm. um, that those will be the successful businesses because of the service that you're giving. And the more that you give, the more success and the more that you'll, you'll get in return from giving. And right. so I, I think it's interesting that you ended up in this, in this field. And, and I really want to know more about this, the sleep business and mm -hmm. how you got into the sleep world, because that's, you know, that's the world we live in. Right. Um, and, and so, um, because I think that's where we talk about service and we talk about giving and, and how you can help and impact other people's lives. Uh, your sleep businesses obviously are having a huge impact on people's lives. Absolutely. So how'd you get into the sleep business and, and how did that transpire? And, and tell us a little bit about your sleep business. Right. Or I guess you got a couple right. businesses. Oh yeah. So, um, 
Well, I think within this sort of the same in line with the organicness of what I love about how I was raised and how I became to be this person that I am and still trying to be this person that I should be. Right. Yeah. But, um, is, uh, I, because I was comfortable with people and I was, I, I, and I love talking about stuff I believe in. So, um, I believe in music. We can talk about it all day long. I, I believe in a great beer. We, I believe in great friends, and I I, I love Rottweilers. I believe and, children are our future. Right, <laughs> right. I see. That's why we should have a piano here, and we could just go into that. Um, but I, I believe in. I believe For in. I, I I love believing in things, or I love supporting stuff I believe in. Yeah. Okay. So when I learned about that, me and my brother Robert, um, who's an optometrist by trade, mm-hmm. but has multiple businesses, started a sleep diagnostic center. And with a, a few other investors, because, um, he's an optometrist and he's, everything, he's got the Midas touch. So a lot of the doctors that work for him have said, hey, can we buy into these businesses? So because he's a generous person, he said, no, <laughs> but we'll start a business together yeah. and you can buy into that. Right. So they said, that's great. And and it's like in the Bible, you know, it's like uh, whenever they, they ask, you know, they're hungry and they want Christ to feed them. And he's like, well, I can give you fish. Or I can teach you how teach to fish, you how to fish right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different thing. So because my brother, because he's such a great mentor, he said, you know, you can't buy into what I've already got, but let's start something together. And you can see that happen. So um, after a couple of years uh, into Dr. Z's Sleep Center, mm-hmm. uh, he asked me to come run it. I didn't know. I didn't even know what sleep apnea was. Yeah. I'm 30, I'm 47 now. I was 30 years old at the time. I was going to ask. Okay. So about 17, 17 years. It was actually December of 2004 when we formed LLC. Nice. Okay, wow. So literally it's coming up, uh, I think it was like December 4th, so yeah. next week is like 17 years. So this is uh, like a, a traditional sleep lab. Um, so it's an IDTF, Independent Diagnostic Testing Facility. Okay. So we were stand-at-home, stand-at-home, stand-alone right. sleep lab, and we made every mistake you could possibly make. <laughs> now, why sleep? I mean, when he was looking at business opportunities, did he know... Did he have a, a personal experience? Was there a doctor he knew that was a sleep doctor? Was it, I mean, or, or was he just looking at business opportunity, business opportunity and said, I think sleep's where we need to be? So good question. My brother does a, a tremendous amount, spends a million dollars a year on radio advertising. So when you spend that much money That's on a local, big radio budget. Yeah. So when you spend that much money on radio, everyone knows your name yeah. for sure. And uh, you get a lot of perks and you get a lot of radio people that give you attention. So there's a gentleman named Mike Ring. That uh, that was his radio salesperson that helped connect him to all sorts of people, um, and uh, he had he, he somehow he got into sleep business in Dallas, okay. and then and then conned Robert into conned <laughs> Shark tanked him into uh, business. Sorry about that. Note note to self: increase yeah. radio budget. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, I, as I said, million. I think that that number sounds too high. So I, I'll confirm it. I'll yeah. send you a text on exactly. My well, point. Tulsa yeah. radio, we more, know more it's people, booming. Well, more people know his name than the mayor of Tulsa. Uh, you know, like I, literally you can go like you, anywhere you go in Tulsa. I don't care if you're. I agree with you there. I, I yeah. think even your last name. Yeah. Although it's unique. Yeah. yeah but yeah. It, people know right. the Zellner family. Right. So, yeah. so if you say Zellner in Tulsa, yep. you'll, you'll, you'll know somebody's knows one of my brothers or they've right. heard of us or they're a patient of yeah. one of my, like, so. Yeah. Right. So you get involved 17 years ago. 17 years ago. Asked me to run, right. Asked me to run it. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. And like I said, we made a lot of mistakes, but we kept growing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were competing against big hospital systems. Right. Well, customer service-wise, small businesses, I mean, 
there's there you we all know this right is the guy next the guy that owns the shop down the street is going to do everything he can to take care of you yeah you know maybe the bigger box stores no disrespect to the other ones but the chains or whatever they they're hourly employees right yeah. so having that locally owned sleep mm-hmm. lab that re- i was going in calling on people and it was really kind of cool because and you, you probably feel this way in your world in your world there's not a whole lot of people out there selling sleep yeah i mean we're we're pushing drugs left and right but you know, like especially back then, especially back then, yeah. And, and so even and even still now, I, I mean, agree. At I agree. least back then, there was like two or three reps that I was in competition with, Sleep right. Solutions or you know whatever, yeah. whatever was at the time. Right. Um, uh, but I mean, now it's like I'm the only one, so it's like me or they just call the big hospital system and right. they get a call center. Mm-hmm. So we've been really successful in just having that local approach. Now, did you guys jump into home testing? Uh, did you adapt that pretty early I even, on? I don't remember home testing 17 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, uh, no, it, meaning recently. Did oh, well, well oh, as home testing. So, yeah, you know, I, remember, I, I would I remember say the pivot. Yeah. Uh, I remember. somewhere 2010, 2012. Well, we had the startup with Phillips. We had the startups out that early, but when it became a thing, like it was everywhere, 2015, 2016. And independent standing labs, man, I was like, there's no way that the home sleep test is going to take off like this. Mm-hmm. And it just took over. See, I don't have that experience. That's cool. So you don't think that the home testing affected, I mean, in terms of your business with the sleep lab, it didn't affect overall? You know, um, honestly, I don't. Okay. And I'll tell you the reason why. Sleep is so underdiagnosed. Uh, I agree with that. So the reality is, is that, it, you know, uh, it, you, you're, you're, you're a provider. Mm-hmm. So people are seeking your referrals. And if it's a disorder that you're not typically referring for, you might go, oh, well, I'm glad, Philip. I'm glad you stopped by. That was great learning about your ex. Well, the next weekend, you've got a lunch for somebody else talking about the same disorder, but he's selling you a different aspect. It's on your radar even more. Mm-hmm. My, my point is, is that when all the snap reps and the fly-by-night sort of things would come into town and do the home sleep testing, what it was doing, it was, it was drawing the attention of the doctor. And oh, if you okay, look okay. very hard, yep. if you look, you don't have to look very hard. If you look at all yeah. for sleep apnea, I'm not a physician. I have a bachelor's degree and that's it. Yep. Never written a referral for sleep study. And I can look at somebody across uh, 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 the aisle at church and go, man, you should probably have a sleep study, yeah. right? I mean, uh, yeah. and I'm not. So my, my point is if, if the doctors are looking for it, you're going to see it more. We're all going to benefit from yeah. it. But, but st- you still but, go ahead. Still to this day, we're 90% I know. in lab. I know. Yeah. I mean, I obviously have a relationship with you. I've been up to Tulsa, spend time up in right. Tulsa. You are a very unique, and I mean that in a positive way. Uh, and we'll get to the relationships that you also have, but uh, with the hospitals and with all that, I think it's because your consistency. Think about how many years you just said you've been doing this. Well, you've got to say, I mean, you have to have seen sleep labs around you shutting down. Absolutely. So we had this, all of them. this, well, almost Honestly, all of them. All so, except so in hospitals. So that's, right. that's the question is like, how do you continue to succeed? How do you and your lab continue yep. to succeed when insurance companies are slashing reimbursements? I mean, in 2004, it was a shit ton of money insurance companies were paying for, for, I mean, it was three, $4,000 a night or something like that. What's your reimbursement now? Oh, I mean, it, it's, if you're lucky, if, if you're really, really lucky, 1100, 900, but probably yeah. about 500. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's incredible. That amount of slashing. 
the push towards home testing, I, I know now uh, at least half of the insurance companies won't cover an in-lab if they haven't had a home test first. Uh, I mean, we just see that left and right. Um, uh, so granted, we're seeing an increased awareness, but every other competitor that you have has had to shut down because they haven't been able to make it. And, and we're not even getting into COVID. Or, uh, we're going to talk know, about current and we'll policies. talk about the recall too, <laughs> and the recall. This is but great. Yeah. How how have what do you think has separated you and your business to allow you guys to keep functioning? Education, I mean, it, it just constantly remind. And I've never I say that I'm in sales. I'm really not in sales. Yeah, you are. So I, I'm, I'm going to give you a compliment. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons this guy grinds, just like you, like he. You wouldn't think he runs. Meaning, no. This is different. Is this the is this the verb of grinder? Is this because I don't know if I. I don't know. Again, I'll have to address the millennial. Yeah, Dan Dan, knows grinder. I think. Is you it, have grind, you have, I know nothing. You, you have grinder <laughs> I followers, know, don't you? I know guy, like if like, you know what I mean. If you, is that is that right? Is it? Do you bump first before do you grind? You, I don't know. <laughs> it depends on if you're going to a club or not. Oh. Okay, so my point, <laughs> and I apologize uh, again, I just, it, my terminology. I thought it was a verb. This guy goes to work every day. And, Is it a verb or a pronoun? That's and right. he literally <laughs> still makes calls. Every I mean, I, We've made calls together, and it's just his, I could see your tenacity, fortitude, big words for Dan. How uh, many how, yeah. Yeah, how many doctors uh, would you say, how big's the lab? So right now we're running all of our patients through the flagship ardent hospital in Tulsa called Tulsa spine, especially hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a, uh, 51% owned by a large hospital organization, ardent, okay. which is incredible. Uh, and, and they're also 50, not 49% owned by doctors Okay, and, and not just physicians right. and not, but they're good doctors that like to take care of patients, yeah. but also like making money, which is it. It's Nothing making wrong. money is not a bad thing, people. This is right. this help this we can take care of people when we make more money. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a great mindset. This is turning into a capitalism conversation. No, God, yes. <laughs> All right. Mask or no masks. Let's just get this thing going. Abortion. Go. Oh, God. Um so, oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm, I, I pronouns, masks, so they're, abortion, they're, they're and capitalism. Great, they're great to work with. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're so over the, over the top. Great. That educating doctors, like, do you guys realize Tulsa spine, especially has hospital has a sleep lab. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. That's a nice hospital. Yeah. And I yeah. run it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can text me and I can fix any problem that you have. Um, I recently, about three months, I got a complaint from one of Dr. Langley's patients. Mm-hmm. You met uh, Jean Maria. Um, an ENT that does inspire in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, she had a couple of complaints just back to back about Tulsa spine. So I, I, I summoned my team and I said, I gave them my business cards. You, you have one, you've yep. got one and it has my cell phone on it and my email address. And I instructed my staff. I said, every patient that comes in for a sleep study, you hand them my card. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I, I had a meeting yesterday morning with my head tech. And I said, you're still, you need more cards? You're handing out my card? Yes, every morning. Every, every morning when the patients wake up, they give them their paperwork yeah. and my card. And I said, it's for two reasons. Number one, it helps keep my staff accountable, right? If if you walked in and the first thing you did was hand me your your boss's cell phone number, mm-hmm. that that changes things, yeah. right? Because now I have immediate access. To, if, if you are great or you're right. not good or if I've got something to say, I've got access to your boss. Yeah. Um, if there's a complaint, right, come you, come, you come yeah. in, right. Because I, 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 I want to hear about them mm-hmm. way before the hospital hears about them or before the doctors hear about them. Yeah. So 
I mean, if I had a, a tech that didn't put on deodorant that day, not that I'm just giving you an example, like I want to take care of that problem, yeah. right? right. Well, we are in Austin, and so the truth is Matt McConaughey doesn't wear deodorant. Yes, um, I've and, heard that. And he's also an owner of the soccer team. See how I do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See how yep. that comes around? FC. But I do, think, I do think it is interesting because I have gotten to work with you, but Brandon's making a valid point. I've been in sleep for a while, and seeing that the, the, the labs are shutting down. Mom and pops, hospitals are even half of what they used to be. Sure. Yeah. Almost everything is HST, home sleep testing. Also with COVID, I meant, but you've survived all of this. And most recently in the last eight months, Phillips Recall, which that's how we got in mm-hmm. touch, um, where you were almost 100% Phillips. Is that fair to say? That's absolutely fair to say. Okay. And now that's the DME portion of your that's business. Correct. Yeah, so that's correct. When did you jump into the CPAP side of the business? Well, so you had the testing. No, thank yes. you. Yeah. 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 Thank so you. we had Dark Sea Sleep Center, independent diagnostic testing facility, and uh, we had just great customer service. Like I said, if there was a problem, they could call me. I also did something where someone called up and they said, um, uh, I've been married for 45 years. I've never spent the night away from my wife. Can she come with me? And one of my staff, I heard him say, oh, I'm sorry, you can't. I said, well, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had another lady that said, uh, I've never slept without my Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. Bring the damn dog. Let's go. Yeah. Nice. I had another guy, t- another guy tell me, I drink a bottle of wine with my night every with my wife every yeah. night before I go to bed. It's just what yeah. we always do. We've done it for 30 years. I go, bring your wife and bring an extra bottle for me. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't tell people. The answer is yes. Wait yeah. a second. You said you, this would, you've never had a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Did we cut that part out? So, yeah. so I just, I, the answer was always like yes. Well, yeah, I was wondering about the anal beads. Right. You know, they're not that. We definitely cut whether, that out. Whether that uh, was allowed in the sleep center right. or not. No, so I just tell, I always tell people right. yes. And when you tell people yes, then people right. keep calling you. Yeah. And um, that's one, out, one way I think we've survived. Well, so and it the, sounds to me like you do have that niche. You have the niche of the dog sleeping, husband, wife sleeping, yeah. wine drinking. Right. Let's do it. Let's. I love that. Yeah. So that's cool. I, which is amazing. And and I mean, congrats to you. But how do you also take that and grow? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you scale that? Like from a, a CEO standpoint, a business standpoint, you're my. I'm imagining you're looking for growth always as a Absolutely. as a as a business owner. Right. So. How do you scale that, but maintain that? Uh, how big can you get before everybody can't have your card? And or how do you maintain that from a leadership standpoint? So I just gave you an example of, I've said that for the last couple of three months, I can't remember the exact time that they've been getting my card. Okay. Yeah. I just gave you that story. And now I want to ask you a question. How many times has a patient contacted me? Probably three no, months. I would say zero. Zero. Yeah. Not yeah. one time. Yeah. Well, it's because I've got the best yeah. staff in the world. Yeah. And I've got great leadership in place. Yeah. I mean, that's how I'm able to grow. Is is th- there are certain things that I'm good at, and I'm okay telling you the things I'm good at. But I'm I will talk way more, and yeah. I'll talk way longer about the things I'm not good at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, and I I don't have an ego when it comes to that. I'm not going to pretend to you that I can give you stock market advice, right? Mm-hmm. But I can definitely tell you what guitar to play and and what football club to watch. I, I know what I'm good at, right? Mm-hmm. But, but scaling, you cannot, if you are so controlling in your business, for all you small business people out there and whatever, if you want to get a lawnmower and push it, 
you're never ever going to yeah. grow if you're going to be the one pushing the lawnmower. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you want to make money, you got to teach other people how to push lawnmower, how quickly they can push it, and how by pushing it harder and faster, they can also benefit from it. So that's what we do. Is I, I've I one of my uh, I got to brag about Katie. Can I just have a second yeah. brag about Katie? Sure. She's an employee of mine. She's been with me five or six years now. Um, she came to work for me as a graduate of Women in Recovery which is a program that takes women that have been arrested and they're looking at jail sentences for nonviolent crimes, mm -hmm. women in recovery, wonderful program in Tulsa um, and the Lindsay house as well. We sponsor, we, we promote them. Our last city release show, we raise money for the awesome. city lands. Yeah. So um, Marianne and I, my sister who 20 years at the today show, best selling time, best New York selling, best author, best selling author, New York times. Is mm -hmm. that right? List, whatever. Or New York times bestseller. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, she's a most incredible woman, uh, wonderful, married with two beautiful kids. Um, and she and I were give, giving this, uh, they, we were receiving this presentation for women in recovery. And I thought it was like a thing that there was going to be 40 people there. No, that was just she and I. Wow. And they took time and they made coffee and they brought these women in that were in different stages of their recovery. Some were graduates. Some had just started. One of the girls was, this is her fifth time through. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And they show a picture of their mugshot. And it's really powerful. Right. And they talk about how they're learning how to take care of their kid and how to reconnect with their mom and how to be a parent, how Come to back to life. Yeah. How to take care of your body. Yeah. How to dress, how to might write a resume and all these things. And we were so moved by it. And I said, how can I help this organization? And they looked at me, they said, hire our graduates. Wow. Because they're coming with a rap sheet, mm -hmm. even though they're a graduate of the program, they still have got pending sure. drug charges yeah. or bad checks, credit card, right? Sure. And he says, hire our graduates because most big companies, the, what do they do? They run a background check yeah, on you. And the first, they're like, no, thanks. Yeah. Red flag, right? Move next person. They needed small business people that believed in the program. And yeah. I have uh, two or three, four of four women now that work for me that are graduates of that program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Katie came to work for me on the bus she had her son taken away and was living at a, a Linth, the Lindsay house and was uh, came on the Tulsa uh, city bus to work, verifying insurance benefits. Um, she now has uh, her own apartment. She has her son back. Her son cool. is in private school. Yeah. She has a car. She's my highest paid employee. She's my right hand. Uh, it's just amazing. I didn't meet her. That's that, the one yeah. I, yeah. that I came into the office. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, so I, that's just the, but that those are the kind of people that you can yeah. get. And if you take care of those sorts of, that, the Matthew 24. Yeah, the Lord it, like, when did you, like, you gave me food when I was hungry. You gave me yeah. something when I was thirsty. You visited me in prison. You mm -hmm. All these things, right? You clothed me when I was naked. And they, the disciples said, why? When, when did we do that, Christ? Mm -hmm. And he goes, you did it to my, at least to my brethren, therefore you've done it unto yeah. me, you know. Philip, I got a little bit of goosebumps hearing that story uh, because I really believe, you know, one of my core values and, and the reason that pushes me to do a lot of things that we do is about being able to make that impact in people's lives. And I think about small businesses because I'm a small business owner and I think about uh, not just the impact that you have on your patients. And, and this is a case in point. But when you have a small business and you're hiring multiple employees and you grow your small businesses, there's an impact on your employees. You're providing a quality job, meaningful job, mm -hmm. good place to work that helps them put food on the table and take care of their families. And then the impact that the, you're able to have on the community through that. And I, I just think that's such an amazing thing. And, I, you know, I hate to go go back to this whole 
you know, capitalism conversation, <laughs> but you know, I, I feel like some of the policies now and, and whether it's city or national, uh, are making it harder and harder for small businesses to, to have that impact. And I don't know that the, the corporations are able to have the same impact. And I, you know, I don't know, how are you, what are you seeing in terms of policies and, and how that's affecting your business and, and the impact that you're able to have? So it's, it's, it's profoundly affecting my business. Um, uh, I, I, I know this is not a political show, but as a small business owner, uh, this leadership right now is the worst this country's seen in modern history. You're, yeah. But you're local. Your your governor and is um, our governor is very pro business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, is is very uh, pro transparency with public schools. Tulsa Public Schools was shut down longer than any other school district in the state yeah. of Oklahoma and for COVID. Or for uh, I, I, that's what they said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So it was during that time. Yeah. Uh, my daughters started back at Victory Christian on schedule um, mm-hmm. with no, with no problems. I, yeah. I, and, and, and I think that there was a scare or at least the, the propaganda come from Tulsa Public schools was, is that, that, that minority children were more susceptible to this virus variant. Um, I don't know if that to be true or not, but victory has a very wide diverse group and yeah. we didn't have any problems. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't, maybe COVID just skipped the private Christian schools. Yeah. Kind of like it skipped Texas. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think COVID was up in Oklahoma. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know about Tulsa. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, uh, but there's been a lot of policies that, that affect it. I mean, let's, let's be honest. And this, if you have not thought about this before, if anyone's listening, uh, think about it. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who benefits when everyone's, everything's shut down and people are in their house, right. right? Jeff Bezos gets richer, right? It's just the easy button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go home, safer at home, all of this mantra of, and, and is safer at home, maybe home. If you have a nice home, you, you have a nice home. Yeah. You, you, you have children that love you and you're, you have children you, that that you take care of, and you your daughter. It's a safe place. Mm-hmm. But my wife taught public schools for seventeen years. I mean, half of all domestic dispute calls come from high school counselors and yeah. and, and 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 school teachers. Yeah. And and when that when you remove, my wife taught, and she would walk around the cafeteria at lunch break, and she'd pick up oranges and apples. Yeah. And she had a drawer at her desk. And the first day of school, she opened up the drawer and there's Pop-Tarts, granola bars or apples or whatever. She said, if you're ever hungry, come to this drawer. I don't care if I'm in the middle of a lecture. Don't ever be hungry. Right. Anything in this drawer, you don't, don't ever ask me. Don't ever ask permission. Right. And these kids would, Friday, they would just empty that drawer out. Because they didn't know when they were going to eat, be able to eat again. That yeah, you know, for the for the weekend, that might be their last meal. Right. For, you know. Right. And they had to come and sometimes share it with their siblings. But but those public said, oh, we're feeding them. You can drive by and pick up a lunch. Right. Assuming assuming they have a parent that's not have a job or two jobs. Or, or vehicle. Or, or, or a vehicle that works. And, yeah, I mean, we saw the same thing here. I mean, what? It's, it's ridiculous. What, yeah. And, yeah. I don't want to go political on this conversation. But you already have. I, I'm sorry. I didn't no, it's okay, that. though. But, but no, it's like, we're allowed to but, do what but, we want. But, but if, yeah, if you're at home and you can order, order your shit on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And you're not worried about yeah. your electric bill shutting off. Right. Yeah. Great. Kick your feet back and get on the yeah. Peloton. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, for the rest of humanity, it's not that easy. And yeah. I mean, I lived in Central America. I've right. been all over Central and South America. Missions yeah. trip, medical missions trip, Chiapas, right. Mexico, El Salvador. I mean, I've been all of these places. Yeah. And 
some people make the money, the money that they make that they can keep their family fed. They sell Pringles on the side of the road in Honduras. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that four or $5 from a tourist is, it makes their right. month. Oh yeah. And that all disappeared and all the rich people. Right. And the, all the one percenters were totally fine. Right. We could, you could just jump on, um, what is, what do you kids play? I don't know. I don't know. Video, I, I don't play video. anything. I do yes. that. It's <laughs> the thing. They push the buttons. Yeah. All of a sudden, Fortnite. Fortnite. That's Fortnite. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, Dan isn't talking. This, right. is, yeah. this is interesting. Yeah, you guys just Fortnite it through COVID. No, I think yeah. what happened is we started talking about politics, and he just went blank. No, yeah. <laughs> he started Charlie truly. Brown's teacher. <laughs> so... You want me to bring it back? Well, let's go back to business. Thank okay. you. Because, because it has affected business. Okay. You had you talked know? about a little bit going into that DME side. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so how did he get involved into the DME side? We got into the DME side. You okay. said we're doing sleep testing. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's and, start getting into the treatment. Right. And and, and watching. Natural right. progression. Sure. Absolutely. Right. 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 And and where where do you think, which business is the easier business or the harder business or, or mm. the more profitable business or, you know, I don't know. Well, I think we talked about diversification. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Under my, under my leadership, our two DME companies right. were laser focused on respiratory. Right. Yeah. And specifically Phillips respiratory uh, line. Yeah. So, um, you know, in June 14th of this year under the Biden administration's FDA director recalls every American made CPAP machine on the market. Mm -hmm. yes. That, and I'm having to buy stuff from China and Singapore, and that's that's not yeah. a lie. That's not a, even a political statement. That's nope. all very. It's all factual. So yeah. if I have a patient now that uh, and and so you've done CPAP for how many years now? 10, 10, 11 years. 10, 11 years. You've been yeah. doing CPAPs. Mm -hmm. CPAPs. By and time. and this year the recall. The recall happens. And and so what does that do to to your business? How many patients are affected that that your business is helping? um by that recall okay the, all of them every sing, every single okay. one of my past patients and every single one of the patients that are waiting and okay purgatory and i actually have an exact CPAP number machine. so when i talked to philip two months ago he basically said i have 120 patients right now waiting on CPAP waiting machine. waiting on a cpap uh, waiting we, on because their cpap was recalled no no no, no. or no. because they need a they just got diagnosed okay yeah so i just had a sleep study i just sent you a patient they had a sleep study mm -hmm. they need a cpap mm -hmm. now did you have the do you have the competitive bid also do you do medicare also with your cpap yes sir okay and the um, referrals aren't the problem right I, I have more referrals than i have machines i'm still waiting yeah so if October. i send you a patient today that needs a CPAP, how long is it going to be before they get it? I wish I could tell you. I Honestly, if to be honest with you, I like to uh, under, under. Yeah, don't pro over promise. Under promise, yeah, over, over deliver, deliver right? Yeah, right. I, I'm going to tell you, if you get it before Valentine's Day, you're lucky. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Hence how we started a relationship, a business yeah. relationship. So, I mean, oral, oral devices have been the, I've told you this earlier. My brother's an optometrist. Mm -hmm. He's not a huge fan of sending everybody out to get LASIK, right? He wants people to come in and get contacts and glasses, right? right. And that's the way I thought about with CPAPs, you know? Right. Like CPAPs, what am I getting? I'm getting, you know, the resupply. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting that relationship. Plus I can control it. I right. told you earlier, you know, I can fix a problem. Yeah. I can't fix a problem. But if I send it to the DMEX and they're, they, they do a bad job, which mm -hmm. is often common yeah. with DME companies, right? Yep. Uh, I can't control that. So do you run your DME like you run your IDTF? Absolutely. Okay. Because if you come down to Austin and open a DME for a CPAP, 
assuming you can get CPAPs. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll like, get them. This time next year, like, we'll, be, we'll be fine. Yeah. I can tell you, like, why are, and I'm not, I don't think this is the case with you because obviously I've, I've met you today. I've talked to you and, and you know, I, I see kind of what you've done with, with your businesses, but notoriously, I got to tell you, DME suck, man. Yeah, man. I know. They are awful. I, 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 they, they don't communicate. They don't follow up. The patients fall through the cracks. I never know if my patients are getting treated. When I send a patient for CPAP, I mean, it is just like, I might as well just be sending them off into the abyss. And that's, and cross my fingers and hope. That's the one thing that hasn't changed in 17 years, probably. It's just that. With DME. Right. We have a, our Google rating on our DME company is a 4.7 out of 5. That's amazing. That's yeah. almost unheard yeah. of. And it's because we can take care of all those things. Yeah. Now, do we make mistakes? Absolutely. Yeah. We are not perfect. But I can promise you this. If we make a mistake... I will take mm -hmm. credit or I'll take blame for that because it's it's under my leadership that that happened and I can fix it. Right. Or, you know, we'll work a way around to show you to, how to, to help you out. Right. Yeah. 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 So in my background with Phillips, exactly what you guys are talking about, working with sleep doctors, working with DMEs, working with national DMEs, working with independents, you're hundred percent correct. Then in comes something that no one could expect covid right mm -hmm. we'll just call it a pandemic i won't label it anything else and it just did you say plandemic i'm sorry was there an <laughs> L in there? go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry matthew it's okay so however we feel about that right after that was the recall and the recall was real and me having a, a heart and friend still with phillips i can remember going oh my gosh I didn't look at it as an opportunity at sonomed to just be a vulture right I, i've never been that type of salesperson mm -hmm. But I knew that there was going to be millions and millions of apneic patients out there that needed help. How we got involved and have a relationship now is through a Phillips rep, mm -hmm. who's, who's our mutual friend, who's mm -hmm. also his wife's a musician. He runs in the same circles. And so what I loved about this idea of inviting you on the podcast was your music, your passion for sleep, and just who you are as a person and your background, but also kind of what we're kind of building right now mm -hmm. too. And it's interesting because Brandon um, is a sleep dentist doctor. He understands what we're doing mm -hmm. and what's happening in Tulsa now. And I've also already done this in South Texas is we're able to go, okay, Hey, CEO, we got to know people in town. Mm -hmm. I'll supply the sleep dentist who's excellent, mm -hmm. but do we know people? And I've already nicknamed this team, the dream team mm -hmm. because the Zellner family and you know these people. Mm -hmm. And it's it's basically attacking the OSA any way we can. Mm -hmm. And I'll use HSTs for it. I don't care if you get cut on, but that's how we work together. And to watch you kind of navigate that, and it was never about you making money, like yeah. what you just said yeah. earlier. It really showed something to me, Philip. Like I was like, oh my gosh. Like I it very rarely am I around a CEO that wasn't in it for the money. And I know this for a fact. I was wondering how you were going to answer him. You don't make a lot of money on that sleep lab, dude. No, no. You don't. And you do it because of your passion. We do so, pediatrics as well. Yeah. And yeah. we're one of the only ones that do pediatrics. And if anybody's familiar with pediatric sleep studies or require a lot of hands-on the yep, younger the child is tough more, and it's hard to find people that do pediatrics right. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of a lot of pediatric patients come in or is medicaid 
And uh, let, let, let me just talk about reimbursements. Medicaid pays, I think it's, I don't, I don't do the billing, but around $400 to yep. $385 for a sleep study. How much yep. your tech cost? So my techs get, uh, I mean, my tech cost per, f- just for that one patient sometimes can be anywhere from 200 to $270. And then yeah. you get it read and uh, the, the tech does yeah. the reading or is it? No, well, you have to get interpreted. Yeah. Uh, so I know you, I know that's yeah. my point. So, so finding so a, a, a quick plug for premier and a scoring out of uh, Dallas, Texas. Nice. Those guys are excellent. So if you're a sleep lab, working in HST, it's primary yeah. care, internal medicine, sleep labs, call Jacob premier Whoa. scoring. They're I awesome. So this kind of changes our conversation now into which I got him saying, I love it. Oral device. I hate saying appliance. So the oral device world is something he's the expert in. Mm-hmm. And I've told you how I feel about him. Right. You know, he doesn't like when people say good things about him, but he actually likes it. Yeah. But that's what Brandon does. Sure. I like it if it's true. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. But so you're doing kind of a pivot now right. into this whole oral device right. world. Well, because it's a win-win. I mean, right yeah. now we're working with uh, Dr. Kerry S- Sessom uh-huh. uh, out of uh, uh, Tulsa. Riverwalk Dental. Yeah. And, Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Uh, out of Tulsa. Excellent. And um, she she's using HSTs for her patients. And I said, well, yeah. who's reading your HSTs? And she said, I, I don't even, some doctor, I don't know. We just kind of put it in the portal and yeah. some doctor beams down from some spreadsheet and uh-huh. right. Yeah. And I said, well, we can do your home testing and, Dr. Noonan can do your reads and she's, Oh, that would be great. Michael Noonan is so, an yeah. amazing sleep doctor. Yeah. In so Tulsa. I were like, we can, we're, you're right down the street and he's right yeah. down the street. We can all work together. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a part of it is, you know, by us doing that, she's like, okay, you do all my home sleep testing. Mm-hmm. Dr. Noonan, you do all my reads yeah. and then I'll do all your oral devices. And it's like, yep. yeah, you do this, you do this, you do this. So we're yep. all successful. Yep. And it was cool how the introduction it just, but I love how that it's, it's the symmetry is mm-hmm. excellent. And, right. and I want you to have Dr. Sessom call me because I think we can help improve some of those systems too. Uh, well, you yeah. told me today yeah, because you bought our lunch. Yeah. And the, the, last, oh. the, thing, the thing you said <laughs> is when you is when you left. Is when you I'm said, in Tulsa. You said, I, you said I'm going to come to Tulsa and yeah. you can buy me lunch. I love Tulsa. I think Tulsa is a great town. So I'm going to hold him to that. It's written down. We'll go up there and, you know. And I would love to introduce you to them. I, I, there, yeah. So, and I'm not. I shouldn't be saying all these names, but Jennifer, who is with Carrie, all these, she is the guru. Yeah. They're in plan. They do. Brandon, you would, you'd be impressed. Yeah, just some best, no, no. even just some best practice. That's what I want to get at. I want to yeah. get at the best practice. I just, you know, I want to make sure people are doing things the right way because uh, yeah. I've been audited you know, by, by United healthcare, by Aetna, yep. uh, by Medicare. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when you're messing with medical insurance, you just want to make sure all your T's are crossed. Yeah. And your eyes are dotted, I know? would love to have you come up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last coming. time I stayed I'm at the hard rock. Be an that was fun. Lunch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to be expensive lunch. Yeah. Right? I don't even, uh, what, I don't, you'll have to tell me the nicest place in Tulsa. We'll go I just there. told you. Yeah. I love, well, that isn't the nicest, but I like the hard rock. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. It's a nice okay. place. All right. Uh, speaking of hard rock, um, I know you're a musician. And so I got to, you know, I, I like to prep for our interviews. Um, I was watching your videos on okay. YouTube and I got a kick out because I'm getting to know you a little bit now and kind of how serious you are. And so you have a video out there where you're riding a horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> a tightrope, <laughs> baby. <laughs> the song is so awesome. But we had Mark Broussard as our first guest and my first ex-wife, 
like how I say that, took their 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 shot, like their band shot. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day think it's cool. And Mark looked at it with, oh my gosh. Yeah, 20 years when old. You wa- be honest. When you watch the tightrope video, well, seeing you on that horse, man, in <laughs> slow-mo. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen you. <laughs> it's such a great time. Do you look at, okay, watch that video. Do how old is the video? Eight years? Eight years. Yeah. Eight years ago. Yeah. If I can find it, I'll put it in. Okay. Oh, please. And and just get the shot. Get the shot where it's a a screen, and then you see him coming in on the horse. It's just. I'm sorry. I and y'all are in a field. That's great. Great song. Great. Thanks. I'm so glad that you brought that one up. So my transition. My transition is, man. You're a good musician. My originally, I wanted to have a keyboard here because you do. You're, you're amazing, and you guys can look up his his music. Um, it, I love um, your sound. I, I just like it. But uh, Brandon has a guitar here, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're kind gonna, of we're going to use that term <laughs> loosely. We're going to use it loosely. Yeah. Would you mind playing us a song? I'll play something. Oh, All thank right, you. So uh, do you stay right there? Handsome Dan will hand you what you I need. I think I think I can reach it. Oh. All right. Are we good? Oh. Probably still awkward. Our mic's still on. Can we? You want to use that one? Yeah. Our mic's still on. Try to stay close to that because this will override. Okay. We could test it out a minute. We're just, it's all good. How's it sound? Are we still, are we still rolling? Or still we always, we, we, we don't always stop. Rolls. He just oh, adds. Good. good. Okay. Won't yeah. stop. All right. Can't so. stop, won't stop. Wow, that was a little rude. I think it sounds great. Yeah. All right. This, this I got a uh, funny story about that. Well, I don't know that I can tell it on, on please podcast, don't. but okay. He's going to cut our mics yeah. once you get started. Okay. So this is a song called You Were the One That Got Away.
you write that one? Are my mic is my mic on, brother? When did you write that one? Uh, that that came out on uh, just you were talking about Casey Cobb, our friend. Yes, and, uh, love Casey. So we recorded that record uh, back in twenty thirteen. Okay. So I bought a old house that's uh, that's a hundred years old, and um, it's got really like it has lathem plaster, like the old like the old plaster that has horsehair in it. Yeah. Plaster. Wow. The walls and yeah. all wood floors and this huge banister staircase and a full basement. It was owned by a wealthy publisher a hundred years ago. And, um, I just, it felt like it was the greatest place to make a record. So we, um, uh, Casey Cobb, um, brought his, uh, mobile recording unit unit in. And then our producer came down from Chicago and I kicked the wife and kids, kicked the wife and kids out, flew them to Houston to go see my brother-in-law. And we took over the house for a week and all the band stayed there and the producer stayed there. And, um, we made this double album. That's so cool. So man. it was so done. Cool. Um, yeah. A lot of it was done live. Uh, all the keys are from the, my pianos that I would write from. Yeah. So it was a really a cool experience. And I, 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 I don't know if you've ever heard Casey talk about it, but it's yeah. like one of the yeah. one of the highlights of our music musical pathway was just us living together, making making music together, and food catered in, and it was it was great. Now you mentioned. Um, songwriting being more of where your focus was and, right. and the passion for you, but also that you're a little unique in how you come up with your songs or how you write your songs. Tell us, tell us how you do that. So the, honestly, the iPhone is what changed that because I had an instant tape recorder in my pocket. Like we need to talk about tape recorders again. It's a yeah. cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I remember, I remember just coming up with songs all the time, but not having the technology yeah. able to record it on the fly. Nice. And honestly, it was the introduction of the iPhone. All of a sudden, I had this ability to to record something right away when I thought about it, and um, which was great. And I told you that we have our own studio, so yeah. my band and I are really, really active, even though not public yet, publicly active. So uh, we we get together and into our studio, which is always ready to go. It has a PA system in there, uh, has uh, my Nord piano. I've got a 70s Pro kit, Ampeg bass rig. I'm sponsored by Supro. I've got an endorsement deal with Supro amps, guitar amps. So, and I've got two Telecasters and th three Rickenbackers. And anyways. Do you want to give the address? Yeah. While yeah. Everybody can just so, go. Right. <laughs> so we've got our own place then, and it's always ready to go. So it's our creative space. So when we get together... We'll, uh, we'll eat together and, um, we'll just put a case of beer in the middle of the room and mm -hmm. just, we'll, we don't do cover songs. Not that we have anything against them live. We'll play a few Tom Petty or yeah. Beatles songs or something, but we don't get in there and, you know, like no one does a Pearl Jam lick or whatever. And we just start, we'll sit around and talk and somebody will come up with a chord or a lick. And when we, when we, when we record, mostly I'm on the piano because I've got great guitar players. Why do I need to play guitar? Mm -hmm. And so I'm mostly at the piano or organ or synthesizer and we'll just come up with something so we can we'll talk about it for a couple of minutes and maybe someone will come up with something and i'll just take my iphone out and hit record and what's amazing to me is at the end of the recording you can hear me talk into my iphone what chords we just played oh, because i don't so. even remember okay. even through the song what chords we were playing mm -hmm. And sometimes the lyrics just come to me. Sometimes I'm kind of mumbling and just maybe singing a melody. Yeah, apricot, apricot. Right, right, right. <laughs> but um, oftentimes the songs will just literally just land in the middle of the room and we just absorb them together collectively. And what's crazy is how close they sound to 
whenever I take him to the producer and I go, we wrote this one, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And he puts us in the live room. Yeah. Because he's like, well, just do that again. (laughs) And I'll just run it with all the expensive shit going. So our last record was produced by Dwight Hamlin. You know Dwight? (sighs) Classroom Recorders in Oklahoma City. Which, uh, again, great pitch. Like one of the, Mm -hmm. uh, probably one of the most sought after producers in Oklahoma, Texas music right now. Um, Great band, too. And, oh, yes. Band, White Letters is incredible. Um, He's so humble, and I appreciate that because... Uh, because uh, I, he he doesn't need to be, especially around someone like me. But he just put us in the live room, yeah. and and just had us run the songs, threw us a click yeah. in the air, which we already had the metronome times written out, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all getting the clicks. And he had me sit in front of the piano and just gave just, me a scratch vogue and yeah. just had me just direct like I direct. And on that record, on our last record called "The Flight," one hundred percent of the drums and ninety nine point nine percent of the bass, half of the guitar solos half of the rhythm guitar was all put down live. Oh, wow. wow. And if you're, if you're not a studio guy or musician, most of the times yeah. you, you, you play something and you layer it. Like you right. play against the guitar, you play against this, you get the fiddle player in, he'll do his fiddle parts, right? It's all, it's all very compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. But there's something about playing live. Together. Yeah, they, yeah. there's nothing like yeah. it. I mean, we, we talked about, uh, I, I was with uh, Mark Walgreen yesterday with Res, Respicardia. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know, in, with, with this whole issue that we've had uh with this virus um zoom calls have been the thing right i don't, I don't want if i never zoomed again I, i'd be okay i'm with you on there's that. nothing yeah there's not like we've never met before until today yeah. but we shared a meal together yeah. and i feel like we're 10 years into a relationship yeah. that we would have done started on zoom right yeah. like, you know i mean like there's nothing that replaces that yeah and the same thing with music there's nothing that replaces that when you have your brothers in the room together and making music, it's pretty special. Yeah. When we started talking about the podcast and, and we talked about hard rule, what's going on and, and you know, all the zoom stuff that's happening and so many podcasts going to zoom. And I just straight up was like, no, we're, we're not hard like, rule. That's like, no, we're not, we gotta be here. We gotta be together. Cause mm-hmm. you just, I don't think you can duplicate it. Right. You know, I don't think you can get us authentic. So yeah, I mean, we've had some, really uh, amazing people that want to be part of the podcast, but they're like, okay, then, you know, can we just set it up to when I call in or, you know, screen in and right. that's a hard no for us. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. one of ours where we want to do this, you know, man, this is, I, I hate to cut this short, but we got to, we're running up on time. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, this has just been great. We're going to have to have you back sometime. Awesome. This yeah. has been a fantastic conversation. I can't wait to talk to you more about the business in Tulsa. Absolutely. Um, I can't wait to come up and visit. Good. Uh, I'd love to talk to you more about maybe if you are interested in expanding what this market might look for Absolutely. you because we need a good DME, man. Right. Well, I kind of feel like I think I told you, you know, it's like I feel like maybe this is a sign that we double down. Like yeah. when people are retracting from the well, DMV business. It's like Gosh, the people I that agree. are good at it, people I that agree. can do it, like let's let's press forward. Yeah. And 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 prayerfully once we get product in, man, I can I can beat the nationals if yeah. I can have some stuff more Well the cream always rises to the top. You it know, does. and and I think the service and and the customer service level uh and, and the the product that you deliver, um if you deliver a good product and you have the good service, it's it's always gonna win out. On uh and kind of to wrap this up, you know, Philip, thank you for your time, Absolutely. first of all. Um if there has any ever been anybody that was like the perfect person to be our guest, right? Our was, passions yeah. were, you know, everything you just named. Handsome right. Dan shaking his head. I right. mean, you're a CEO yeah. of Sleep. You're an amazing musician, brother. Yeah. Um, you, you've mentioned libations a hundred yep. times. The only thing that I have an issue with is you liking soccer. 
Yeah. And yeah. you keep calling it football. Yeah. That's why God I'm get, kidding. Well, in Texas, God, in Texas, we don't say the word soccer without following it with the word sucks. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I mentioned him earlier. That's why Went God to the same grace. school you did. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Hinkle was one of my best friends. Retired jersey, played mm -hmm. soccer for a long time. Yeah. I do respect the yeah. athletes. Yeah. The flopping thing, we could talk about. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a whole other podcast. We'll and I will end on this. I will end on this last story. So uh, I, I met you years ago. Years ago. We were trying to decide when it was when you were playing keys with Cross Canadian yeah. Ragweed. So I end up uh, getting back in touch with you through Casey. And you're like, man, meet me here. I won't plug the place. Meet me here. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait. Strip to club. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it was worse. Or it was worse. It was a, it was a soccer Case bar. strip club. So I walk in, and I've never been to one of these guys. You literally walk in this bar, and it's a, it's a football bar. It's, it's a yeah. soccer. Yeah. A, how do you say it correctly? Yeah, and watch this. <laughs> He tells the best story, and I'll just make it quick. Someone like my dummy comes walking in and looks around. Well, I was looking for him and his business partner, Lance, and so we had a good time, and you explained the bar to me. Mm -hmm. But when people walk in there, they don't understand that everybody speaks Spanish. Yep. Everybody is a – I mean, it was it was a cool experience, brother. Yeah, I think somebody was complaining that the that the match was in on Spanish. Yeah, yeah, they're like, <laughs> well, that's on Spanish. And he's like, everybody – Speak Spanish. And they go, you too? He goes, yeah, yeah. But uh, in all seriousness, man, thank you for your time, yeah, brother. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, let's, let's keep it. I love let's, what you're doing, Let's man. do this again, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? No, just love each other. Take care of yourself. All right. We're going to have your information on yep. YouTube. Uh, Handsome Dan does an amazing job of that. Uh, please like and subscribe, guys, on our YouTube channel. Also with our iTunes and our Spotify, go check it out. Cheers. Handsome Dan does That's a great, great job at all of our social media. So I definitely want to give... You props. You've done an amazing job, brother. And uh, cheers, man. Thank cheers. you for sleeping Thank around you, with man. Dr. Brandon and Matthew. Yep. Cheers, You're man. the man. Cheers. Man, I was in... Uh, I had exactly one sip left. I had one half of a sip. I was in... Uh, Did you have to one-up them? Costa Rica. <laughs> I was in Costa Rica uh, just for vacation a couple years ago during the World Cup. And I'm walking to the golf course at 6.30 in the morning. And it was World Cup, so it was in Russia or whatever. Was it was it in Russia, I think? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. And um, Costa Rica was playing Brazil. And it was like the second half of the football game at 6 in the morning. And it did. It did. that's what it was. Oh. Uh, thank you. Yeah. No. I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm here thank, for you, man. I'm you. here for you. Thank you. And literally, the bar was packed at 6 in the morning. Oh, no. People going nuts. I'm walking to the golf course. I'm like, what the hell's going on over there? Like, oh, the soccer game's on World Cup, Costa Rica, Brazil. I think they lost 2 nothing. But that was, I mean, it was the most amazing thing to see. And it's it, it's like the fans are just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think more people have died in live soccer matches than any other sport. I think you're right. In soccer I think games, I've heard that same stuff. Like, than any yeah. other sport out there. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, but first of all, you got to do per capita. Well, <laughs> because every country in the world has like, has like five. Does. I mean, but the city of Madrid has got like I gotta thirty professional but also, football here, clubs. Here's the other thing: everybody in the world plays football. football except.